0: Welcome
1: back a... to The Innovator, The Imitator, and The Idiot. I am Kyle Wong, local real estate
0: agent here out of Colorado Springs. I'm Corey Martin with Bank of England Mortgage here in Denver, Colorado. Today we Do- have... Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go Can ahead. We'll be
2: introduced. All right. Sorry. That's uh, sorry. It's your show. My bad. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Donnie Corum, the foreclosure deals coach.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I don't want to uh, blow him up or anything, but... He is a little bit famous in the Colorado Springs area. What was funny is when we first met, I was actually like, Coram, Coram, I've heard that before. And so him and his brother both are huge in the real estate scene. So just really quick, what we're going to go through today is uh, real estate foreclosures, obviously, who Donnie Coram is and what his background is. So first and foremost, who is Donnie Coram?
2: Well, I guess uh, I'll make a long story short here. I've been in the Colorado Springs market uh, f- since I was a kid. We moved out here when I was in the third grade. So without sharing my age, that was a long time ago. And you young guys don't need to make fun of me about my age because I'm still ahead of you here. Just remember that, <laughs> all right? Um <laughs> maybe nowhere else but i'm ahead of you there um <laughs> but yeah i moved out here i got my license uh almost 20 years ago i'm no longer licensed now but i specialized even back then in foreclosures so i i had a a youtube channel kind of one of the first when when yeah, social media was just taking off i was out filming properties uh, on tapes i know that's weird to you guys but they used to wow. film on these things wow that's know, ancient it's I just, okay thanks a lot kyle a lot. <laughs> um I appreciate that. Uh, But anyway, we converted it to digital. We put it on YouTube and I, I branded myself as a foreclosure expert. Um, here in the marketplace. Uh, Fast forward, um, I started flipping properties uh, in that same time period, but really went hard flipping properties in the last couple of years. My best year was 47 flips that I did in 2021. Prior to that, I hit 40 flips in 2020, and we were running solidly to do 60 flips in 2022, When the market kind of took an interesting adjustment, let's just say. Yeah, as you guys know, and uh, now I am focusing on coaching other people to do their first foreclosure flip. So I help them to find, figure, fund, fix, and flip their first foreclosure deal. And I guarantee my results from my coaching. So I really want to get people who are serious about getting started in real estate investing.
1: Yeah, that's great. And honestly, that is like the perfect commercial right there. We should just go and get you on TV.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I'll take
1: that's, it. <laughs> that's great. Um, That's so cool because I know in pretty much 30 seconds, you just summarized uh, like nearly a lifetime career. And so there's really a lot to unpack there. So I guess first and foremost, what i wanted to pick apart was the fact that you really are in a way like one of the original real estate YouTubers right i know we all joke and we all say like we want to be an influencer and a content creator uh but the truth of the matter is the market is digital right that's yes. how you reach people people see properties online hey i saw this on zillow hey i saw this on redfin right that's where mm-hmm. 99% of our consumers are and that's where real estate agents have been for years on the mls um and so i guess the first part of that is how does digital marketing play a role in your current business
2: so, um, you know, on the real estate side, as you mentioned, the interaction with properties is generally digital first, right? Like you said, they're going to see it on Zillow, they're going to see it on YouTube, if you're, if you're taking the time to put the video content out there. Um, in my space, in the coaching world, a lot of this, I'm teaching mindset tactics and tools that are employed by real estate investors, right? So how do you need to think about stuff? What action items do you need to take? And what tools do I use every single day to find success in this industry? So yeah, i Maybe one of the original YouTubers, at least here in town, um, (laughs) as it relates to that. I wish I had continued that because who knows where I had been. But when I transitioned out of the agent market, I stopped producing as many videos. But, you know, as I was mentioning before, kudos to you guys. Um, for understanding that the dynamic is that they're going to interact with you and your content originally via video. It's going to happen via a screen, right? So if you know that going in, there's so much importance in in getting your personality, your your knowledge, your skill set, and even your passion. I, when we met, just I, I immediately... I, grasp the passion that you had for real estate, downtown real estate, particularly we met at my condo uh, here at the, in the downtown area, but I picked that up right away. You taking that and digitizing that to the world and saying, hey, I like the downtown real estate market, or I like the real estate in general, or whatever you're into and recording it, which is nerve wracking, right? Being on camera, certainly it can be. set, putting yourself out there. But if you're willing to do it, the amount of money you can make for doing it and the lifestyle you can have as a result of doing it is stagnant you just got to get over your limiting beliefs and just get out there and do it, you know. And good for you guys for doing so. 100%. I Thank that, you for saying that. that.
0: I think the folks really come to our channel because we're so coordinated with our quarter zips, you know. <laughs> is that what it uh, is? With you? Kyle and I. I, mean, Kyle I, and I did, we didn't even talk about it today, but we we're very much on brand <gasps> every single yeah. time. Um, but no, I wanted to ask, you know, so Donnie, I mean, it, it took a little bit. Uh, uh, not a little bit, a lot of a vision, right? To be able to jump into this digital space, you know, uh, way back when, you know, before there was even social media. I think, you mm-hmm. know, when we're talking about YouTube, YouTube coming out there, um, you know, I think MySpace had just come out, you know, uh, has a, had a strong platform. Facebook ha- was growing, but it wasn't nearly where it was now. And obviously there's no Instagram, Snapchat or Twitter. And, you know, we're talking uh, mid mid you know, 2000, 2000 right?
2: yeah, 2007, 2008. And I'm I'm feeling older the longer we talked about this, but I, I, I'm hoping you're getting to a point other than that. Listen,
0: <laughs> listen, man, I was a senior in high school when Facebook still required you to have the EDU email address. Yes, right? Like I couldn't I remember wait till I got my em- admissions email and got that EDU address and whatnot. So I'm old too, brother. I'm old uh, too. I appreciate that. Uh, I
2: feel you know, black, we don't age. So we probably yeah, just can't That's, tell. Right. that's,
0: right. Look, that's routine, right, black don't crack. But- <laughs> that's right you know and asian don't raisin i don't know I made that this, up. this
2: show the got really head. racist really fast I'm just, <laughs> i'll just say we, we took we took a turn
0: i'll take that though. i'll take that but no i anyway. want to ask like
2: what
0: was the what what made youtube the avenue for you to chase in 2008 whereas you know maybe there could have been you know you could have definitely steered back into the phone book or mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm going to be the MySpace realtor or the realtor for, for college kids. What made YouTube be the, uh, the space that you're going to stare into? I,
2: I think, uh, the realization that this was the future, the con- future of content, even back then, you know, and I, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a musician as well. You guys are, you're in my studio that I record my podcast in, but I'm also, I, I'm, I'm kind of an attention whore if we're being perfectly honest. Um, and it's, uh, and a lot of people either shy away from attention or they they avoid it. I, I can't imagine being in real estate, mortgages, etc., and not wanting to build a social media brand right now. But you see it all the time. You see a lot of people who are, they're shy, that they, they want to be reserved. I don't have that reserved bone in my body. Like a big part of me was like, well, the more people I can get to pay attention to me, the more money I'm going to be able to bring in, and now that a lot of people are influencing and a lot of people are are, are content creators, I guess, in this space, especially in the not as many in the real estate space as you would think, though, right? You would think with all the content that's out there, there'd be a lot more of this happening. But why is it not happening? I still think there's a a shyness that if you're if you're going to make the big leagues of real estate. In any capacity, you've got to get over, you know, you've got to be able to do what you guys are doing right now and understand, like I understood back then that you have got to get attention. You've got to get eyeballs on you and whatever you're passionate about, particularly in real estate, where there are 5,000 licensed agents. Here in the Colorado Springs market alone, if you can't separate yourself somehow, you're just kind of swimming upstream. But even just this podcast and bringing on people to discuss their passions about the real estate industry is going to separate you from the crowd. That's what I was looking at back then: is separating myself from the crowd, and it worked, guys. I had a, I had a very, I had a very successful career as a real estate agent, and now I have a great career as a coach because I was willing to put myself out there and get my content out there.
0: Yeah. You and know, that's exactly the, it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, one of the you, the model that you're speaking of is, you know, it is directly comes from one of our favorite uh, agents in the market and kind of someone that we take a lot of our instruction from, uh, Ryan Serhan, who, you know, his uh, his thing is is, look, I'm gonna get as many eyeballs on nope. my business as possible, nope. and I'm going to build processes and systems that allow me to close the business. Right. And, and actually get, you know, when they, you know, when I get an eyeball, I'm going to capture that, those eyeballs, not just one. Hopefully you get two. If you have one, just one, that's okay too. You're still, you can still purchase a home. I mean, one, um, one, a
2: one eyed person <laughs> still needs to get coaching. So I'm, I'm okay yeah, with that. I, I don't discriminate. Pirates
0: still need housing. <laughs> too, <right>? Pirates <laughs> still need housing. But, all right. Yes, thank you. But no, you're right, though. It's like, it's let's get as many eyeballs on this as possible. And then from there, we're going to have solid systems, habits and, and processes in place that, you know, make sure that people don't fall through their crack and they have a great experience.
2: Absolutely. And I think you really nailed it. Fulfillment is so important. The problem with this influencer generation. um, And have you seen that guy on Instagram who runs up to people and says, nice car, what do you do for a living? What was it? Yeah. The- yeah. Daniel Mack. Yeah. Daniel Mack. Yeah. I love that guy. Cause a am a car nut. Right. So every time he runs up on like a Same Lamborghini here. or Ferrari or something like that's dope. Right. But then recently yeah. I'm watching and like, there's this ratchet of like really hot girls. Okay. Like just overly hot girls and Lamborghinis and whatever. And like, there's he hit like 20, like there's usually a random eclectic blend of people who are obviously successful because they had nice cars. Well, I, am realizing that he was charging these girls who were basically were OnlyFans. They were they had OnlyFans accounts. Is and that he was what running happens? up on them in their Lamborghini and he was charging them to go on his channel so they could get oh introduced to God. his. And this was just genius. You got a chick in a wow. Lamborghini and daniel mack was charging them to appear on there he'd run up on them and say what do you do for a living oh i'm on only fans right and I, I couldn't look away hot girl hot cars like why why would i stop watching that content that's, wow. that's, that's everything i could ask you know so he's but using
1: it, them for content and he's profiting off of it
2: he's profiting from and they're both profiting think about it like yeah, whatever they paid him they're to get exposed
0: what's that Oh, I was just saying, yeah, they're both raising their
2: profile. Yeah, they're both raising their profile, right? So this is what we're doing right now, where you guys are raising my profile by exposing me to your audience, right? And I'm raising your profile by exposing you to mine, right? As a result of that, we both gain from getting our content out into the, uh, out into the universe. It's, it's such an incredible tool to have as long as, again, you're willing to put your insecurities away, hop on camera, talk right. about what you love. If what you love is posing... You know, for a camera, that's a little that's a little tougher to monetize only OnlyFans. I'm not knocking it. I don't I don't know if I'm hot enough for it. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but why not monetize your content in any way that you can in the real estate yeah. world really need to be focused on monetizing your content? How do you get stuff out there that people want to listen to, want to associate your brand with? And then from there, now that they know you, they want to do business with Corey, getting a loan. They want to do business with Kyle to buy a house once they've engaged with your content. This is where it starts. This is the future of how people are going to interact with people in general.
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And so I mean, that's exactly why we did it, right? Because when we were sitting down and having that initial com- conversation, like he had mentioned, uh, we just sat and we're like, hey, if the general public were to listen in on this, I think people would really benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Just your average workforce, the normal people that don't really spend time thinking about real estate or real estate investing or coaching you know, in their related fields, right? So if they just right. can drive from their nine to five, put us on on the car ride home, they can approach the real estate deal or experience as not something that's super intimidating, but something that's like, hey, I actually understand a little bit of this. I'd like to get started. And so that kind of leads me into my next question is about foreclosures in particular. I just want to get a basic understanding for everybody uh, because, you know, here we keep it bottom shelf. We want everybody to feel like they can just come listen in and they learn a little bit something no matter what their background or experience is.
2: Sure. Well, the foreclosure process is when somebody's losing their home due to not making payments. And I want to segue just a little bit out of that. Some of my advertising for investing in foreclosures gets a negative reaction. Oh my God, you're taking advantage of people. Nothing could be further from the truth. The reality of the foreclosure process is people lose houses all the time for various reasons. Now, some of those reasons are, let's call a spade a spade, some of it's stupid. Okay. If you got like there's reasons why people lose houses that are not necessarily honorable reasons. But in that same vein, there's a lot of reasons why people lose houses that are completely out of their control. Divorce is a huge reason. Loss of a job, had to relocate to another state to take a different job. Whatever the reasons happen to be, people get behind all the time. Unfortunately, that means the bank's got to take the property back as collateral. So when you don't make the payments on your mortgage, People in the end result is the house is going to get repossessed. The term they use for possessing it, repossessing a house is foreclosure, right? The lender takes the property back. No different than if you decided not to make your car payment, you're going to get away with it for a while, but eventually they're going to find that car, right? Sure. Well, the houses are much easier to find. So they just kind of go in there, remove you from the location in question, and they take the property back as collateral to satisfy the loan. Well, this is where my clients and investors benefit. Banks do not want to get a property into retail condition. To be honest with you, they don't want to foreclose. They're in the money business. They are not interested in the collateral. They don't want the house at all, but they got to get their money back because they're in the money business. So they tend to price those properties below what they're worth so they can get their money back quickly. Okay, And as a result of selling them below market, my clients, people who want to invest in these foreclosures, can step in, buy the property for below market, spend some money to fix it up, to get it into retail condition, and then sell the property at a profit. Okay, with my clients, they're guaranteed a result that they're going to flip a foreclosure deal with a minimum profit of $25,000 on the back end. How can I guarantee that? Because I've done so many deals where I made way more than that. Did you guys see the Springs Hell House? The one that made the news?
1: (laughs) With the terrible tenants?
2: Yes, absolutely. We bought that. We flipped that. Made the national news. Right, so we got we got a little CNN flur. It was amazing, and actually, really bought the house for the attention. The fact that I made almost one hundred thirty thousand dollars was a nice benefit. No kidding! Wow, right? Wow. But that that house was purely purchased on my idea that if I could bring the brought the message out there that we buy problem homes like this right? I could get more people who wanted to sell me problem homes. You'd be shocked at how many people we buy homes for either that are in foreclosure or heading to foreclosure that are thankful that an investor showed up to help them through that problem before they lost the house, to foreclosure, and got nothing. So I really feel like investors offer a service by helping to take these foreclosures off the market and preventing the neighborhood from being affected by the negative values that foreclosures cause, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um yeah, so how I guess my first question would be if I were somebody new listening to this, I have no real estate experience whatsoever. I've never even, you know, heard that explanation of a foreclosure before. How could I start with you? Start getting more information, start researching and get into my first deal?
2: Well, the first step would be to either, you know, again, hook up with my content. You can go to foreclosuredealscoach.com. That's foreclosure deals coach.com I'm sure you guys can post that to the show notes for me we'll link it down get out there um, I got a podcast uh, that I've been doing for a while. So take a listen to that. But really, the first step is when you get to foreclosuredeals.coach.com, you click on the coaching assessment button. It's going to ask you a couple of questions on whether or not we're a good fit. And then it's going to encourage you to set a free evaluation call with me, where we'll determine if now is the right time for you to get into foreclosure investing. Now, a lot of people are worried they don't have enough money to invest in foreclosures. Well, my five step process starts at helping you find a deal right? But then it teaches you how to analyze the deal in the figure stage. So I'm going to walk you through deal analysis and and how to do that effectively as an investor. The next up is the funding stage, and I can help you to find the capital that you need. I own traction capital, so I lend money on a hard and private money basis to would-be investors who want to invest in coaching and do their first deal. So you don't necessarily even need to bring your own money. Now, if you have your own money, that's helpful. And if you have some capital to invest, it is definitely going to be easier. But if you're really passionate about doing this, if you're watching the flipping shows and you've always wanted to flip your first house, I can help you to get the funding that you need to do that. On the next F, the fixing stage, I'm connecting you with my local contractors here in the market uh, and I have contractors all over the country, so if you're in a different market, I can help you to find contractors in that market. And then finally, I'm connecting you with the stage to get the property flipped, to sell it on the market, either by hiring a real estate agent like Kyle to be your your listing agent to do it, or I have some other strategies that can cut your costs a little bit, but during the flip stage, you're going to need a loan Right? That whoever's buying the property is going to need to talk to Corey to get a mortgage on that property, going to need to talk to Kyle to potentially get that property listed. And if you're talking to buyers who want to buy their first home, I'm specializing in flipping those entry level homes right now with my clients so they can get a nice property in a nice neighborhood for well below the $500,000 average price of a home in Colorado Springs right now. You know? So yeah. the system takes you from end to end. I help you to get started, get rid of some of your mindset beliefs, and help you to end once again with the goal you're going to do at least one flip with me in my coaching program that makes you $25,000 or more or I will work with you until that's the case so as long as it takes
0: that's great Donnie I'm sorry Kyle Uh, I got a couple questions here this sounds amazing thank you Um, (laughs) the model that you you've created here not only empowers people to uh, create wealth for themselves but then there's also an, an element of making sure that hey man we just you know it's it's neighbors helping neighbors it's community yes. it's you know listen we're going to make some money on this thing but it sounds like you're you're not looking to to bleed the market into to a place where there's not affordable housing for everybody right and Agreed. I I really really respect and appreciate that. Thank um, you. Do do you have to own your own home in order to start getting to in order to start working on foreclosures? I know a Drink. lot of our our, our listeners are first time home buyers yeah. or don't are renters. Um, do you have to own your own home to get into uh, into purchasing foreclosure? No,
2: as a matter of fact, my first couple of deals, guys, when I was buying my own home were foreclosure deals. I bought a property in the Stetson Hills area. You're going to love this, uh, 2000 three or four, right? I paid $300,000 for it. At the time, it was worth 400,000, right? It was five, uh, I had this habit of buying McMansions is what I called them. I had this thing for 5,000 square foot houses. Don't worry, I get over it. It took time, but I'm okay now, right? But at the time I wanted to buy all these massive houses. So I bought this six bedroom, four bath monstrosity, right? Got it for 300 grand, worth 400 grand. I still have that house today. Okay. And it's worth about $650,000. I think that clients, first time home buyers in particular, should only be looking at buying a foreclosure right now, right? If you're out looking to buy your first house, my tagline, my slogan is don't buy a house buy a deal. Okay, hmm. If I had just focused on buying a house, I would not be where I sit in front of you guys today with 12 rental properties, a seven-figure-plus net worth. I changed my entire family dynamic by realizing that buying properties below market, even especially if you're going to live in it, is the best thing that a first-time home buyer can do, right? And as an agent, you can reach out to Kyle. Kyle knows where to find deals in the marketplace that are on the market. Here's the trade-off. They're not going to be gorgeous deals. You're not looking to – if the house is priced below market, it's because it needs work, right? But I'm guessing, Corey, have you done a 203K loan before at
0: yeah, all? Yeah, FH, yeah. Your FH – yep,
2: Yeah. Right? So Corey can get you the funding to do the – to fix it up, Kyle can help you find the property and I can coach you through the entire process. We're the ultimate dream team. But to answer your question, I'd prefer you had never bought a house before and we can help you to buy your first deal as a person who understands that buying below market will change your entire financial family tree. But if you buy a house at retail, listen, I love my downtown condo where I met Kyle, but if I had started in a $600,000 downtown condo I wouldn't be here today, right? Wow. I had to start with a below market deal and build my way up. Everybody should be doing this. And the fact that you guys get that um, and you're you're helping people to buy stuff below market is gonna completely change your client's life.
1: Kind of sounds like I need to set up a time to uh, get coached and learn more about this. That's the wonderful thing about yeah. these podcasts is that- as much as I hope other people learn, I feel like I'm really the one benefiting from it. Me and Corey both, because we have some amazing, <laughs> talented people. And then I know, I know we're a little short on time, so I want to make sure we get everything in. Uh, what about other professionals? Right, perhaps they're not, you know, investors or or other uh, first-time home buyers or anything like that. But they're like, hey, I'm an agent, but I really like this. What What would you have to say to them?
2: I would say get coaching. And obviously, that's a little self serving, but here's what I mean. Okay. If you're going to be out there purporting yourself as a real estate investment expert, or if you just want to add that to your resume as an agent, okay. The problem, Kyle, is we were talking about when we started, there are 5,000 licensed agents in our city alone. Okay. So if you can't separate yourself somehow, you're swimming upstream. It's a lot more work. What if you could brand yourself as a real estate investment expert? Now, that sounds wonderful, but here's one way to make sure people believe you do a deal, right? (laughs) Because if you're telling me that you're going to help me find a flip and all of your flipping experience comes from watching Than Merrill on A&E's Flip This House, right? I'm not trying to hear you. You ain't, you're trying to sell me this ugly ass house right? And you've never done a flip deal yourself. I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. On the other side of that, if you get coaching from a guy like myself who teaches you how to do your first deal and you actually walk through and you got pictures and you got real world experience as a real estate agent on doing a flip deal, you are far more credible as a real estate agent and investor. And I'll I'll let you know a little secret, Kyle. Once I get you fully hooked on flipping property, you might not want to be licensed forever. Like you, can make, you can make a lot more money I'm scared. Learning, learning this process, right? So it, it, the, the fact of the matter is everybody in the industry benefits from the education of doing it. You're going to be far more qualified to teach it to your clients. If you can say that I hired Dottie Corum as my foreclosure deals coach, he taught me how to do my first deal, and now he can teach you to do the same. I'll just be your agent to help you find the deal for you. Corey, on your side of it, 203K loans. Nobody is marketing 203K loans right now. Oh, let's talk about it. What's that?
0: Let's talk. Oh, no, let's I I agree with you. I think that there's such a great opportunity here, um, particularly as we talk about, you know, our condition. And, you know, I'll just say it. People need nice places to live. And I think that the pride in home ownership has a great effect on your happiness. You go to work, we, you know, you go to work, you have a long days of work and you come home to a place that you don't love that that, it's hard to relax in that space. Right. So, you know, then you think about the way that that home values have appreciated over the last two years there, it has left a lot of people in a space where they can't afford to buy a home. I agree with that. So. If you take a look at an FHA 203, 203KB loan, sorry, <laughs> mix them all together. But if you take a look at this opportunity where you're purchasing a home that's, be- that's, that's maybe below market value and fix it up, there's a little more, like, there's something else that comes with that, right? That You know, it's great to be able to purchase your dream home right out of the gate that's got the, the marble floors right. and all of that stuff. But, you know, I, that sounds like the situation for a lot of people that were born on third base and running yep. it home right you know what i mean yep. that's not the situation for a lot of people most people so if if you're able to um purchase a home that's below market value but then and get a loan that allows you to fix that home up a little bit more and invest in it and, and maybe put your own own little you know pizzazz on it if you will yep, yep. that feels completely like your baby. different that's your baby and, you know, maybe that just, that feels a little bit different. Your, your, your chest is out a little bit more and, yep. you know, you have a little bit more pride in the neighborhood. Even I agree. <laughs> and I, I
2: want to show you guys something. Cause we're running low on time, but you know, to the point about your clients working with me, I am finding deals all the time. I'm going to show you guys a video real quick here. I'm going to share my, my thoughts. Okay. Um, and here we go. Oops. Move this over. Can you guys see this? Okay. Yeah, yes, sir. All right. This is my wife, Laura. shes We just filmed these commercials. They literally launched yesterday on every major network here in the Colorado Hi, Springs market. I'm Laura with Diamond Homebuyers, and I want to buy your house for a fair local cash offer. For over 15 years, we've been your local cash home buyers, and can offer you more than out-of-state companies. We help families just like yours sell their house fast with no closing costs or repairs. We buy homes in any condition, in any price range. Whether it needs a ton of work or is in good shape, we buy them all. Give us a call. I'd love to see your house and make you a fair local cash offer. Call 719-719-SELL. Hi. So I'm sharing that with you because that launched yesterday. We got our first phone call uh, yesterday from those ads, okay? What this means is I'm going to be sitting on deals that could go to retail buyers like your clients, Kyle, where people could come in and buy these properties below market. Corey could get the loan on it so they could finance in the repairs. Right, And th- these clients going to come in, buy a house below market, fix it to their standards, making it the home of their dreams, like you were just talking about, a place they're proud of, and still have equity on the back end. They will still have leftover equity from what they owe on the property to what it's worth because they were willing to do the work, hire somebody to do the work, not swing the hammer, yeah. okay, but get yeah. the money to pay the contractors to do the work to build the home that they wanted and still leave ten dollars to $20,000 worth of equity in that property. Think about that. If you're a first-time homebuyer, starting out, instead of overpaying like we did in twenty. 2020 and 2021, where people were paying thirty, forty thousand dollars below market. What if you could buy a house, fix it up, have a gorgeous home, and start out with thirty thousand dollars worth of equity in that property on the same day you finish the rehab? 100%. Think about the power of that, right? Yeah, and, and that's I'm super have valuable. Deals like that, overwhelmed. It's going to be incredible what I can do for clients who really get this and want to buy a deal, not a house.
1: Yeah, and that's super valuable, especially right now because you know with the way the market shifted, you know investors are kind of. Things are a little thin right now. So finding a deal is especially essential in this climate.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And I'm going to be finding they- a lot of them. Like I'm to, my problem is I'm going to have too many deals. And obviously I've got my clients I want to provide deals too, but I'm happy to share those deals with you guys. If you can pitch them to your clientele with the, uh, with my, you know, the margin that we want to make built in, and then you add on the repairs, add on your commission, because you should be paid obviously to bring these deals in. The client is still going to get a great deal on a home. That'll ultimately still be below market after it's fixed, because we took the time to really help them to evaluate the property and buy a below market asset instead of paying retail or even above retail it's an incredible opportunity for agents who get it you know but it's so important that you get it that's the most important thing
1: and that sounds great so to respect your time i know you got to hop off here if there are any closing remarks go ahead and let them go and then we'll uh we'll send you off
2: I appreciate it. Hey, listen, please go out to my website, foreclosuredealscoach.com. Would love to have you guys there um, and, and just join in the conversation. I also have the FD Coach Group. Uh, you can join my Facebook group. I provide live Q&A every single week, Thursday mornings. You can get a live Q&A session with me if you go to fdcoachgroup.com. Please add up to the show notes as well. And then finally, once a week, I'm hanging out at Bell Brothers Brewing across the street from my condo. I do a weekly uh, meetup event, grab a beer with a real estate investor. We can talk coaching. We can talk investing. You guys are always invited. We'd love to have you guys down here to have a beer once a week with me to discuss foreclosure investing but listen take action the market is shifting right now the deals are hitting the market you can change your family tree you don't have to buy a house now's a great time to buy a deal and i'd be happy to help you find that please join up with the coaching and we'll make that happen for you
1: oh that's good all right i'm kyle Wong yeah. with uh, the moxie team here with exp realty
0: i'm Corey martin with bank of england mortgage here in denver colorado
2: and i'm donnie corn the foreclosure deals coach thank you guys so much for tuning in We'll catch you
1: guys next week. Thank you so much. And uh, Donnie, appreciate you being here. Thank you.
2: Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for the invite. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Donnie.